First of all, can I just say that I did not know that he had pressed record and it wasn't until I looked <laughs> in the corner and saw the timer that I realized that we were recording. And to that, I say trash because I was not prepared. But that's neither here nor there. I just want to welcome everybody to another episode of Almost Blurs. It's your girl, Dove Cat. And then to my left, we have... Oh, me. I thought you were going to say my name or something. I am JB. I really can't stand you. You know, we've been doing this long enough. There's a pause. You need to be like JB. Like... I did it. I am JB. I am JB. And FYI, it looks like it's about to storm really, really hard. You notice how it's just kind of like... Yeah, it got a little darker. So, in case anything happens... That's probably why. So I'm just going to throw that out there just in case we have to randomly come back like, hi, take two. Oh, take two. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. let's go ahead. I have some advice for you guys. Is this some advice that could sound good over a dramatic piano? No. Or just like regular? Okay. Regular. Dramatic piano for this. Okay. But I know it might be once you're here, you'll be like, Kayla. Okay. So background. (laughs) 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 No. Okay, it's not one of those. It's not not one one of those. Okay. No. Okay. All right. I just wanted to use the sound effect, so. Yeah. Here we go. See, that's why you don't need to have control. But (laughs) let me go ahead before you put another sound effect that somebody clapping or something crazy up there before I've gotten out my story. So, a lot of y'all don't know, or you might know because I talk about it all the time. I am an alumni, alumni, whatever you want to say of North Carolina Central University. And we had a football game this past Saturday with one of our biggest rivals, <coughs> North Carolina A&T. Okay? Mm-hmm. Where we won. All right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to gloat. I could. It wasn't even really that close either. It I'm was not. That part out, but you know what? It was not. It was a good game. The only thing they beat us on was the band. I Which we don't. We're credit. not shocked about. We're not. The dancers were better. <laughs> the band was better and bigger. And... That's neither here nor there. But you know what? A&T is a bigger school. They have way more money. And that's fine. That's to be expected. We still beat Mm -hmm. them. The W is all that matters. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, at this game, it was in Charlotte. At Charlotte. Where they have blocked off all the streets surrounding the stadium. Okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Which made people have to either drive and park and walk a couple blocks to get to the stadium. Or they did an Uber. Or like my daddy be saying, a Yuba and or, and or Lyft, right? Mm-hmm. So after the game, me and my family are in front of the lunchroom <laughs> waiting for our Lyft to come get us. Mind you, we had like four or five different Lyft drivers that changed within a five-minute span because the traffic was so bad, right? Um, Charlotte PD, I'm going to need y'all to do a better job. There's got to be a better way. As if y'all don't have the Carolina Panther plays at the same stadium, as if y'all haven't figured it out. Okay, now, mm-hmm. after the game, an older gentleman came up huh. to me and my husband. Oh, gosh. Asking for the number to Uber. Oh, who done left their granddaddy out there? Oh, yes, he was an elderly man. He was definitely an alumni from at least the 60s. No later than the 70s, okay? My, my man was old. He probably... Has been to quite a few Aggie Eagle classics. Okay. 
Which um, and it's not lost on me that um, Duke Mayonnaise. This was their classic. Uh, it had Duke Mayo classic. But I do. I would just like to say that folks do not get it twisted. This is the Aggie Eagle classic. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, sponsored by Duke Mayo. Let's just do say that it ain't the Duke Mayo classic. They tried it. They did. <laughs> but let's go ahead. They've been doing it for a hundred plus years. <laughs> nah. But I do just want to say this is my piece of advice to you guys. If you are of a particular age. Please, please do not be afraid to learn new things. And when I tell you that, oh, sir, they don't, they don't use a number. They use an app. It's on an app. He says, so you don't have the number? No, no. They don't have a number, sir. They don't have a number. You need the app. He said, all right, thank you. And he (laughs) walked away. And it stuck with me because he really thought there was a number to Uber. Don't be afraid to learn new things, yeah, guys. Times, times have changed. But, times have changed. You know, I want to call out whoever his grandchildren or children are because y'all knew he was going to this game. Y'all knew he ain't know what he was doing before he got there. You don't lead no person of that age group or not even just age group, someone who is that technology uh, technologically disconnected. There you go. Good, things. good. We don't 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 put them in situations like that. That can be dangerous. That's why my dad he knows enough. He knows enough, but he he would be happier with a flip phone. My daddy too. But I told, and then what else was crazy? That he was with a bigger group of older men. It was the blind leading the blind. Oh, so everybody lost because they were probably trying to call a taxi. Mm-hmm. And I was like. That might have been really the question that he was trying to ask, but he thought that taxis would now call Ubers. Mm-mm. No, and he might have, he might have thought that those were one and the same. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. But no, but sir, I hope you found your way home because when you were asking us, it was at least after eleven o'clock at night. So I hope you made it home safely to his rocking chair where he is watching um, Family Feud. And oh, that it sounds okay. like someone who's watching like Quincy or um, you don't remember Quincy? No. Oh gosh. Now I got to look it up. Okay. Quincy. So let me just school you on Quincy. Please. It was called Quincy M.E. Oh, but most people called it Quincy. Had the, the old white man. This was like something that mystery. would be on Pluto TV. No, this was something that came on TNT. <laughs> Like, you know, those shows that aired a long time ago and then in the morning, TNT giving you Quincy and um, uh, what was the name of the show with Dick Van Dyke on it? Um, he was like a, a doctor too. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think Drusilla of the name. Drusilla was up there with him. Oh, gosh. Quincy looked like it's um, like it came out during Matlock and... Um, oh, yeah. These are, and they aired on TNT with Matlock in them too. The Mod Squad. Like, Quincy debuted in 1976. It was done by 1983, dang. but it was still coming on regularly for me to have seen probably every episode of this show from whenever I would go stay with my dad. Really? Because he would watch these every day, every day. Was it a good show though? Like, let's just like it was. It was a great show. Yeah, I was so captivated by the the. Now I'm sure watching it now, it probably is like nonsense, but then. Oh, diagnosis murder. Yes. Oh, diagnosis murder was it. 
That was my show. It was on a long time. I remember a few episodes. It was on from 1993 to 2001. What the hell? Yeah, because they brought it back on PAX. Because uh, I used to, PAX was also the channel that had um, Supermarket Sweep and Shot to Your Drive yeah. and stuff again after they left um, Lifetime. Mm-hmm. And they brought it back over there. I remember watching it after, uh, it was like, it came on at like six. Because it was on from no 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 it came on at five because from six to seven was supermarket sweep and shot till you drop. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. This I remember oh, yeah. this show, and I remember Drusilla. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is where she went after Young and the Restless. Mm-hmm. And then when this kind of died off, she went back to the Young and the Restless and did and sure did. did. You're you're listening to a podcast hosted by two people who spent lots of time with their grandparents and watching. So, um, <laughs> oh my god! Yes, very true. <laughs> so with that said, I found a new audio thing that I'm going to play that's going to lead us into blurdy news. Oh my god, he's a techie. Let's go. Here he said, "Let's go." So let's go into blurdy news. No. 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 I want to use the sound effects so bad. But anyway, let's go ahead and move into blurdy news. Going to start by taking a moment to, you know, shout out Chadwick Boseman, who's no longer here, who happened to win an Emmy. He won an Emmy um, for mo- uh, well, outstanding voiceover performance for his role as Star Lord mm. in the What If series. And okay, so this is the first time basically a MCU film or TV show has won something for a like acting role. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, Clint, yeah, they they blend up stuttering. They do get like costume and they get costume and lighting yeah. and sound and all the other stuff. Like even what was it in twenty twenty one, WandaVision got one for outstanding product design and mm-hmm. they got it for the song uh, Agatha all along. Um, because you can't say that name without doing that. You can't. Um, but Chadwick Boseman happened to get it for an actual acting. Award. You know, I mean, it's like I mean, it's it's still sad every time I hear. Every time I hear his name, I get sad. Him, yeah, I get sad, and then knowing that we're probably going to be a hot, ugly mess during Wakanda Forever when they have the ceremony for his passing. I really want to know how they're going to do it. Like, what are they going to say is the reason he passed away? I I don't. I thought about it too, and I was like, was he? Um, was it by Namor? Are they gonna say it was by Namor? Um, are they gonna say like what? Like what? I'm wondering what they're gonna say. I'm hoping it's not Namor. They could very easily use that as a way to say it was him. Um, but I don't know. But what I do know is that I trust Ryan Coogler, mm-hmm. and, and I we tr- trust Kevin, and I do trust Kevin very much. So I mm-hmm. well more so Ryan. What I'm about to say only because. Kevin, I feel like it's great. Don't get me wrong. But I also feel like because Ryan Coogler probably had a closer connection to Chadwick, I feel like he will do it in a way that is respectful. And I think in a way that would truly honor Chadwick. 
And that's what what McCall has always said. Angela Bassett has always said that what they've done in the movie is a really nice tribute to him. Mm. Like she's always said it was it was something that was done really, really well. So I think that I think that from the beginning, that's always been the thing that I've never been concerned with. Mm -mm. It's, you know, some of the antics that were rumored to happen that had me like, oh, child, here we go again. So. Yeah, but I think I honestly, and, I, and a lot of people have been saying this, and I and I kind of agree with them that I mean, people are still the debate about recasting T'Challa um, is still going strong on some parts of the internet. And um, but what I feel like is that honestly, I feel like they they are going to recast T'Challa. We do know that um, that's a given <laughs> because just because the character is too popular for them not to try to fill the shoes. Um, to have him back on screen. Um, whoever they choose to recast him ain't going to be good enough. Y'all going to play them anyway. So it don't really matter. Um, I want people to also realize that when, at this point in time in the MCU, when we say recast T'Challa, this isn't someone that's technically like a soap opera where like the role of this person exactly. is now being played by something someone else. I think it's just going to, the way we're playing with all these multiverse things, he could easily be recast as a version of T'Challa from a different universe. Which is what I have been saying. Everybody's like, no, I'm just like, if, if Black Panther is truly a mantle, right? And that you mm -hmm. love the character Black Panther, then you should be okay with mm -hmm. a, a T'Challa and a Black Panther from a different universe if you love the mm -hmm. mantle. Since you say it's a mantle, then it shouldn't matter who plays him as long as we're still getting the true blue characteristic personality traits of T'Challa mm -hmm. slash Black Panther that we love. It shouldn't matter because <laughs> some of y'all's arguments ain't really lining up with that. But um, like I said, if it's a mantle, if it's truly a mantle like y'all are saying, then it wouldn't matter who played him. You're still getting that representation. How right. I, to, I say all that to say this is that I really feel like there is no way that they could move on to another Black Panther without properly paying their respects to Chadwick, T'Challa. Mm -hmm. I, I just I just can't see it happening. Not saying that I need this long, drawn out, I, I mean, I'm not saying any of that, but what I am saying is that I knew they know how important he was to us. Mm -hmm. Ryan knew how important he was to us. And I feel like they're gonna do that with Grace. And I feel like literally putting that to bed will make way for whoever they got coming in next, which I'm hoping is John Boyega. But we can talk about that differently in another time. Because I don't know, I'm gonna have to work. I'm gonna have to work with that one because I'm I'm a Trevante fan. Oh god! <laughs> oh god! I feel like I feel like he would do some justice to that role. Like I think he's a good actor. I you know minus this Mike Tyson thing, and then I think he has the look, and we we love a good look that we do. So, so I I would be behind him. I would have been behind someone like Yaya. Oh God, yes. Um, I actually would have really been behind Daniel from Insecure. Mm, somebody um, say he's a jerk, like as a person. I hope. Well, I mean, looking at some some of the behind the scenes stuff for Insecure, you don't really see him or Amanda Seals very often. So. I love Amanda. I really think her personality is a lot for some people to handle. I, I just, mm -hmm. I don't dislike her, but she's a lot. I mean, she is a lot. 
But him, John Boyega, Trevante is very good. Um, who did you say? Um, I said Trevante, Yaya, and um, who was my last person? You didn't say. I thought I did. You said Trevante and Yaya. Oh, and the dude from Insecure. Dang, I forgot yeah, just that. Daniel point. from Insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, John Boyega is one of, one of mine. Um, which is funny because Shango Sims was just like on TikTok was just like, there's a rumored list. I don't know if you've seen it of hires that Marvel has rumored to make Denzel, mm-hmm. um, Juan, Carlo, John Boyega. And people were just like that. We thought that John Boyega was done with Disney. Mur, mur, mur. And Shango was just like, which was a very good point. Shango was just like the only role that I could see Daniel, not Daniel, um, John Boyega coming back to a Disney <laughs> marketed franchise whatever was if it was to play T'Challa and I can see that I can see it I can see it I can see it I can see it um yeah. I can see it I can see it well him and um, we're already talk, talking about oh go ahead him oh sorry John Boyega was one and um Trevante is a good one um what's that baby from um Snowfall oh yeah I think he'd be good too I don't know his name I think it's Damson Idris. Yeah, Damson Idris. I don't know. I think any other, I think, and this is just me, which is like how I would love for them to cast somebody in Storm and not to say that somebody American couldn't do it. But I really think that people who are immigrants of Africans, like their first generation of Africans, I feel like it would be easier for them to pick up on the accent and it'd be a little, like it'd be real authentic because they hear it every day. But that's just me. But you know, but you know the the accents that were in Black Panther were more. These were accents that were influenced by multiple regional. It was regional, yeah. so it was basically just like Ryan kind of let them talk from wherever they're from. Like I think um, Denai hers is like mm-hmm. Zimbabwean because I think that's where she's from. Uh, of course, Lapitas is um, Kenyan. Uh, Chadwick's was South African. Um, what's the other girl? Skinny girl, Letitia Wright. Her people are from Liberia. Her accent reflects where they're from. Angela Bassett was from New York. Not, not, not. Winston C. Dukes. I don't know about him, but yeah. Uh, I would love to see him in a Panther suit. <laughs> I feel like you. Oh, he's from Trinidad uh, and Tobago. Yes. But okay, but yeah, they also released um, pictures um, of the heroes and villains of Black Panther. So you see, I'll send you the link in our say, chat, you. so you can look at the photos as well. They're towards the bottom. They're like semi um semi animated. So but yeah, you just see a photo with, you know, I'd be wanting to call them by their they real names. But uh, I do. You see them. But then you also get to see Namor and people from well, I think that's his sister. Or is his cousin? I think it might be his cousin. Or your cousin, cousin, cousin. And then you get to see Shuri in I'm not Shuri, but uh Riri in her suit. Wonderful. See, that's like the early prototype of it. Yes, I, I was just really hoping that I'm hoping when we get her show that it's going to be a little bit more sleek and feminine, 
Probably, but you know, it's, it's going to be, this is going to be just like Tony Stark. His first version of the suit was real bulky and all this other stuff. So like you can see hers looks real rinky dink now, but mm-hmm. I mean, my guess is that probably by the end of the movie, she's going to have a more sleek version. And then it's going to be every time we see her, we get a different type of suit. Which I'm fine with that. Because I was really, mm-hmm. I don't know, when I first, those pictures that you showed, I was like, oh man, I was a little let down because I was really expecting that we were going to get like a Pepper Pox-esque suit. You know what I'm saying? Like how hers is like, not necessarily like her suit, but I was thinking that it was going to be more of a feminine thing with her suit. But you're right. This is definitely a prototype. And she probably has to go through all of this to kind of figure out what she likes, what she doesn't like. If it, is it going to be sleeker? You know, it makes it easier to fly, like that type of thing. Okay. I think the true villain is that dude behind Namor. Yeah, and I don't... Uh, one thing that's also important to take away from Riri is that she's not going to be in the same position that Tony or Shuri's in because, you know, she's going to have access to resources when she's in Wakanda. But right. if she's back in the States, she doesn't have a mentor like Tony to kind of help her with this stuff. So I'm sure she's going to be just kind of creating based off of what she has mm-hmm. until she can create based off of what she has access to, my guess is. Now, remind me, is her idol Tony Stark? Is she, like, crazy about him, like, mentor-wise? Yeah, she was. she was pretty, like... She was almost like a fangirl of sorts for him. Okay. But, you know, he was also not dead um, when she kind of came around. <laughs> true. True, true, true. But, um, ah, name, I, let me tell you something. I love the way the, Ant- I can't say it, Atlanteans look. I just love the look of them. I love that he makes them look so indigenous. Like, I love it. And Namor, I just love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Shout out to, uh, how do how are we pronouncing his name? What is his, how do you say his first name? Is it Tanok? Tanok, I think that's what it is. Tanok Huerta. Yeah. How he did not know how to swim when he got thrown. <laughs> You know what? Fake it till you make it. He said, I'm going to learn. I'm going to have some time to learn, but I'm not going to say I can't swim and rule myself out of this role altogether. He's going to be like, "Uh, Aquatots of California, I need some of the adult lessons, please. Um, Immediately. Two, three times a week. Hmm. But I thought that was cool. Okay, so we have been for a very long time now wanting to hear something about Blade. We've been, I mean, because what, um, Mahershala Ali was, has he signed on how long ago? It was announced like in 2019 that he would be like Blade, and then we've gotten a voice in the background, and that's it. He made the announcement about 20 years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. we're still waiting. Well, it has been officially said that Blade will officially start filming. On October the fifth of this year, hmm. Hmm. so one that lets us know that D twenty three we will not be getting nope. any major updates for this, um, but maybe there'll be a hint to who the villain is going to be cast as because you know D twenty three they do a lot of announcements. Well, there's rumors that they're going to be a lot of announcements for the castings for a lot of these roles, so maybe there'll be a full cast announcement for Blade. We already know it's Mahershala, but they haven't officially announced who the villain was going to be, even though I think there have been talks that it could be Dracula. Um, 
but I don't know play by who. Juan Carlo could be a, a beautiful villain in play. Oh, he's so No, yeah, but isn't he the same person that's trying to be Professor X? Is is he trying to be Professor X or have they fan casted? No, he did. He said that he wanted he said that he could see him he's been basically campaigning for them to make him uh Professor X. Negative, sir. Let me tell you something. Um, I am of the notion and I agree with JB on this as far as just like instead of recasting historically white characters they could just create new ones right Um, and maybe it's just me and it has nothing to do with diversity I want my Professor X to be bald and white and old elderly <laughs> okay and Juan Carlo is old but you can't tell Mm-mm. because he's been here before and he's still looking like he this is his first time. Exactly. Black does not crack. Um, mixed with Italian, no less. So with that being said, that's I don't want him as Professor X. Will I mean, I'll watch it. He's gonna have to convince me. Um, but uh but yeah. Do you think we're still getting this werewolf by night thing? They you know, that was a reason supposed to be that word. special. Right. And I'm like, is that just something they were intentionally keeping under wraps, or is it just not happening anymore? Do we think we're going to get that announcement at D23? I think so, but they've literally talked about none of it. They haven't said anything about this thing. Like, we know that there's going to be the holiday special for Guardians of the Galaxy. Why was it, uh, why are we not talking about that special that should be airing in October, which is next month? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of forgot about it. Not, it's mm-hmm. it's like, like not on the forefront of my mind. It's in the back. Um, where a lot of things get pushed when it's not constantly in my face. Um, so yeah, dang, where would he fit in? Where, like, when when is it supposed to air for Halloween? It's, yeah, it's like a, a Halloween type of thing. So maybe they' about to start. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like they would have let us know something by now. Because if it's finished filming, they would have done something like gave us a um, a, a teaser, a trailer, something. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they're claiming. So I found this article that's talking about things that we're hoping to have announced at D23. So like ranking them like best bets or, you know, a stretch. Mm-hmm. And the first one is that they're expecting. They feel like it's a safe bet that we'll probably get new footage for Black Panther 2. Mm, okay. I don't know, but it'd be good. I would take it. Um, the next one was Werewolf by Night is finally announced. And... Yeah, they said it starts off with it. Disney Plus's Halloween special, Werewolf by Night, has been among the worst, worst among the worst kept secrets in history. <laughs> because we've heard about it for a while. They said it began production in March and wrapped shortly afterwards. So a lot of people expected that we would get some news in June, but now we're like, okay, October's next month and it has to come next month. Mm-hmm. They're also thinking that we'll get some announcements for some future movies and the directors that'll be doing them, like a Shang-Chi sequel. Um, we are another director, though. Well, they said, okay, so it says, this says, many of the upcoming Phase 5 and 6 projects have reportedly signed directors but have yet to be formally revealed in a presentation. Among these is Shang-Chi's Destin Daniel Creighton taking um, Avengers The Kang Dynasty and WandaVision's Matt Shockman who will do Fantastic Four. Hmm. I think that, I wonder how that'll be. I don't know. I, I want them to start hyping up Fantastic Four because, and they need to like, 
hype that shit up um like up to new levels because you delivered two terrible films the first time around and then you came back and said we're gonna reboot it and then it was even worse than the terrible but films do they count though because they were with fox at that time no i'm just what i'm saying these things happened and i want them they need to hype up something that is going to completely separate itself from it because regardless of how different the story is going to be people have been completely soiled by terrible films three times in a row you you have already everything stacking against you despite you being marvel because people one people have already said that this face has probably been one of the weaker ones of all the faces that we've had and two you have this terrible history with fantastic four just like we're we're already expecting them to do great things with x-men they know they're gonna have to come with it for x-men because apocalypse and dark phoenix were not that great I guess I see all of that, right? Um, the Fantastic Four, I think because everybody is so excited for them, not saying they're not going to have to do the work. Um, I think people are excited about the notion of starting over and maybe giving us the one that we deserve. And those other prior films were like, um, they existed, but not really. Like, I can expect more than likely that whenever we get this new Fantastic Four film, they're going to be picking fun at those other three films. I can feel it. I can see it. They've already done it in She-Hulk. You know, but they probably will keep that make it seem like those things still existed. Yeah. But they're in a different universe yep. where some shit like that happened. Yeah. Jessica, not Latina. Um, Alba. I mean, no, don't say that now because she's trying to give you Latina now. Ain't she? Did you just see her? She look dark. I'm like, oh, she look dark. <laughs> Stop down that hair. You look dark, honey. Right. You look ethnic. But, oh, before we move on, have you seen the people talking about Storm being, when we get the new X-Men movie, that Storm being the leader of the X-Men and the new franchise going forward as opposed to Cyclops. And how do you feel about mm-hmm. that? I mean, she's been the leader of the X-Men before, so that wouldn't bother me at all. So, I mean, oh, I, I would be hell. excited about that. I know, that's what I'm saying, but she's been that on the comics before, and we found that they've found, I mean, because no one can really say that Cyclops was the leader of the X-Men in the, the last trilogy we got. Like, They've already had a version of the comics where he was not the leader. This shouldn't be too out of the way for them because we, anyone who's gone, read any of those comics, they know that Storm has been the leader of the X-Men before. I just think the dude bros are going to stroke out at this point. I mean, but they're always going to. At this point, anything that is filmed that has a vagina in it, a black vagina, or someone who has... A skin tone that's darker than damn near any the palm of somebody's hand is going to be an issue. Because let me say something. Holly Berry is not a good representation, but my girl Storm is a bad bitch. Okay, and I need it to be shown on screen. Okay, and I need. Oh, she was a terrible version to me. No, 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 no. That's what I said. I said uh, Holly Berry didn't. I mean, didn't prove that. A lot of it, I feel like, mm-hmm. has to do with the direction that they were trying to go in anyway. Um, the fact that she had to fight for her to get more screen time and Storm. Yeah. As if, but see, that's what's crazy to me is that is Storm is popular as hell. Like, I don't understand. She's easily one of the most popular comic book characters that is. Right. I mean, <laughs> help, help me out. Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Hollywood was different during that time. Even a light-skinned Holly Berry couldn't get more screen time. 
I remember there was a. They also spent so much time trying to create a story around fucking Wolverine. Oh, because he was that guy of the time. But he wasn't. He wasn't. Hugh Jackman had one movie before he got into X Men. No one knew who he was. They made him somebody. Okay. That's the thing. That's the they thing. made him someone. They went into all of these X Men movies and said, "We're building this around this one person." Yes, because he's because he's. I don't know why they just didn't do it with Patrick Stewart. Like as if Patrick Stewart and um, what's his name, the guy that plays Magneto, um, Ian, Mc- um, Ian Mc- um, as if they aren't bad bitches in their own right too. But the fact that at that time Hugh Jackman was attractive, it really is because he was white and he was attractive is why they decided. I mean, but to Cyclops looked better than he did. I mean, what's his name? Um, Sonic Daddy. What's his name? I can't remember, but you know he looked better than him. And he was younger, and I ain't like how they did Cyclops' character in that first trilogy. Mm-mm. Like Cyclops has never, oftentimes, been marketed as as strong of a character as he is, but he is pretty fucking strong. He was one of the only. I mean, there's been a select few, but he's one. People don't realize he was one of the few people who actually could harness the Phoenix Force at one point. Mm. Right, he was strong enough to be able to survive with it in him. He didn't last as long as um, Gene with it, but he still did. Just like Black Panther has too. What's his name? Where he at? It's not. How about to call that baby Scott Summers? <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> um, James Marsden. Mm-hmm. Who is um Sonic Daddy? Yeah, I mean, I feel well. I would say he was more handsome than him in the movies. But Hugh Jackman ain't. To me, he ain't handsome. He looks like like his face got like someone did like a pinch to zoom. And just put his face in the middle. I didn't think he was unattractive. I've heard, I've seen some TikTok videos lately where they talk about how he's not really a great person, like in like, <laughs> like in his personal life or whatever. One of the main things they were talking about is him not separating Ivanka and um, her husband from not stopping, not stopping being their friends because of who her daddy was or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, sis is complicit, so. Would that make you? Uh, uh, right. Anyways, either way, right. I understand well, anyway. what you're saying, but that's the best why. So I'm hoping going forward that Marvel is um, more woke, as you dude bros like to say, um, and I hope they really piss you off with a dark skin storm who's a bad bitch and leading the X Men. At this point, that's my desire. Um, what's going to make them even more upset? But anyway, moving along. They're expecting that Deadpool might be officially announced. You know, we've there have been talks about it and everything, but there's really they haven't talked a lot. So that and then we're not even gonna talk about a certain co-host that has not watched uh, Deadpool yet. I'll watch it before the movie comes out. Oh, also, that's probably realistic that they're gonna say so what like two years from now? Uh, you got two years to watch those movies. It'll be there. It, I'll watch it. I'll have plenty of time. <laughs> But um, I think that's realistic that they might do something with um Deadpool at D23 only because what movie was coming out? And he posted a picture of him in a costume and they made him take it down. I can't remember. I know what you're talking about. You know about, what I'm talking though. about? That happened this year though, right? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that um, Ryan Reynolds has been doing some stuff with it, with Deadpool. Um, and I think it's possible that we could see something at D23 with Deadpool. I think very, that's very possible. What else you got they're trying to make the announcement for? So they are saying that we'll officially get the full casting 
for Thunderbolts, which we know is expected to be released on July 26th of 2024. A lot of people are saying that it will include <clears throat> Yelena Belova, mm-hmm. who is rumored to be the leader of the group, The Hood and Valentina. And then they're also saying Abomination, U.S. Agent, a.k.a. Captain Chien, uh, or Captain America, whichever one you like, The Punisher, and Baron Zemo. Okay. The only people that I feel like the only one that's standing out to me that I'm like, hmm, it's the Punisher. Yes. That means that he also needs to be reintroduced. Will they wait to do that in Daredevil? Will he potentially pop up in a Captain America movie? Like, can, where would we expect to see him? I can see him popping up. Or Echo. Echo. I can see him popping up in any of those shows that have some connection to him or some of the characters that we know that he knows. Um, if that were to happen, I could definitely see him in Echo. I can definitely see him in like Daredevil. I can see him talking shit to Matt per the usual. Um, mm-hmm. And I can see that happening. But that's, I mean, that's dope. I mean, I'm starting the more that I watch The Punisher, the more that I'm starting to like the character. I liked him in the Daredevil series. Um, mm-hmm. But I like um, the code that he lives by. So if that is true, I really want John Barenthal, but if it's not John Barenthal, are you cool with him being recasted to somebody else? I think I'd be cool with it because, well, one, I don't have an attachment to him yet. Mm. You know, we're watching these, this series, we're going to watch both seasons. I'm thrilled by design. That's over. Maybe my opinion might change, Mm -hmm. but it seems like he might be one of the people that they bring back. But, and that would be one that makes the most sense because the reception for his character and his portrayal of the character was like universally loved. Mm-hmm. It's just like Matt, um, what was it? I'm about to say Matt Murdock. Yep. Well, Charlie Cox. Like his version of Daredevil is top notch. And people would have been livid if they had that option to use him and they chose not to. Right. Um, I will say though that whenever John is asked about it, he's always just like, I would love to do it if it's right, which I think. Um, anytime an actor who has previously played a part or trying to come back, I think that's their safe way of saying, you know, if you want me to come back, I'll come back. If it's good, I'll say mm-hmm. yes. Like that type of situation. Um, which I mean, it's cool. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that they're thinking might also be announced is Wonder Man's, um, TV series. I don't know anything about Wonder Man and apparently his show is supposed to be Developed as a Hollywood Hollywood satire. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, I can I can live without that. They're also hoping that maybe we'll get an actual trailer of some sort for Miss Marvel. Well, the Marvels. I feel like that could be possible. Yeah, they were talking about our girl and um about her costume. There was a picture of her on set of the Marvels. Um, and how her costume didn't look anything um, like it, what it did on like the TV show and like mm-hmm. basically saying that her costume on a TV show really reflected um, her Pakistani culture. Just some of the, the things that they used, the trying, all that good stuff was representative of Pakistani culture. And this one looks more Americanized, that type of thing. And then um, people were kind of a little disappointed by that, which I understand. Um, but also I think 
I don't know. I'm going to keep that part to myself. <laughs> I feel like I can understand that, but I also feel like as she grows as a character, she's going to have to learn how to merge more of her personal life with this big superhero mm-hmm. life. So in my mind, I think that it's going to eventually be a little bit more balanced out where you can see more influences from both mm-hmm. rather than just being strictly about, you know, the Pakistani influence. Because when you look at her series, that was a major part of everything. Of everything. That her character mm-hmm. was. As she starts to get represented in other stuff, that part is not going to be as prominent in a lot of these things. And I think that it probably, to me will start to make sense that we'll see her look adjust. If she let's say she got a season two or a movie, I wouldn't be shocked that her costume moves back to being more like it was in the beginning because it's gonna be more so focused oh, her. on mm-hmm. her. So I can I can understand the complaint with that, but I also hope that it's it's more so just because her character is going to evolve and that's going to mean that some of the influence, a lot of the influences that she has around her will start to show up in what she's wearing and what she's doing. True. All right. I'm not going to go through all this because this article is entirely too long. (laughs) But they're saying that we might get a mid-season trailer for She-Hulk when it gets about halfway through a trailer that's just kind of giving you a little of what's to come. How many episodes are we getting? Nine. Nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we're about, we just wrapped up episode three. So nine is such a weird number. It is. It seems incomplete because it's odd. But yeah, some of these other things I, I don't think are going to happen. Like one of them is like Eternals 2 being revealed or maybe getting an update on World War Hulk or something like that. I don't think that stuff is going to happen yet. But there's your your boy, Juan Carlo, hoping to be thrown in the mix. He, I don't know. I feel like they're going to find something else for him. He plays such a good villain. And not to say that he uh, should be every, always be casted like as a villain, but he just does them so well. <laughs> I love him as a villain. Um, um, but um, people were saying they would love to see him as Dr. Doom. I don't know. I just can't see them. I don't know. They could very well. That I feel like that just seems a little, a little too woke for Marvel. I don't have they done more that woke yet? than him being Professor X. Yeah, have they done that yet? Have they made like race swaps? Like, have they done that yet in the like in the film franchises? Is that something that they've done? I mean, they changed out the the lady. I mean, the person who was supposed to be the the was it the Sorcerer Supreme or whatever she was. The white lady, when that was actually supposed oh. to be an Asian person. Okay, okay. They were supposed to be an Asian man. But do you think, which they they could have easily cast, Wong could have been that, mm-hmm. if he's being honest. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think they would jump off the deep end like that and cast him as Professor X. I mean, but if he's keeping that helmet on all the time, I mean, it could work. We can still see his face. <laughs> Juan Carlo. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. And did you see the Disney? Well, yeah, but no, you know, like most of Doctor Doom's thing is like metal. The whole face is metal. Oh, okay. So, okay, sorry. I thought we were still on the Juan Carlos Esposito as Professor X. Okay, Doctor Doom. Yes. Oh no, no. The metal. Yes. 
Now, you know what the one thing I didn't believe on that list? Everything else was believable except for Denzel Washington. But I want to say I read somewhere. Did I? That he wanted to be in the MCU? Let me see. Because he don't even do, like, he's from an era where they don't even do TV. <laughs> like, he doesn't do TV and superheroes just seem out of his range. But technically, at so, this point in his career, Denzel could do anything the hell he wants. He's Denzel Washington. We know who he is. Let me see. I've, I knew I wasn't crazy. I did find an article. But he was like apparently invi- uh, invited somewhere, and the subject of future projects came up. Um, he asked if Washington would join the MCU, and he said no hesitation. He then continued to say that he had some ideas. Of, hold on, no, I need to find the other thing because that's something else. Can we get John David in the MCU? Jeez, whiz. Not <laughs> gee whiz. I love me some John David Washington, and he can. I feel act. like if. I feel like if Denzel came, I don't know what it would be, but I can guarantee you it would just be Denzel playing himself. <laughs> it just seems like Denzel is only comfortable like being like a thespian on stage. Any other thing is like, you're right, him playing himself as a cop. Denzel- yeah, the only person I feel like he ever really worked hard to be as someone else was Mar- Mar- uh, Malcolm X. Everyone else is like, if you watch it, he just sound like himself. He act like himself. That's it. I'm really the only range. Like, I mean, that's not to say he's a bad actor, but when you look at his resume, he's kind of linear. Yeah, I think that's he why he does was... really well in what he does. Mm-hmm. I think, um, like, but you're right. When I don't, when he's not playing like these staged plays, and like he just did Othello um, on Apple TV. Um, I feel like you kind of see a difference in like how he plays stuff, but you're right. Outside of that, it's not really, it's kind of like, you're right. It's kind of just like that. So I can't even, mm-hmm. I don't even know what he would be in the Marvels. I, I'm just, and I know you're not going to bring in Denzel. It'll just be like a throwaway part. Mm-mm. Well, you know that Michael B. Jordan wanted to try to put him in the MCU. As what? Mm-hmm. He just said that he wanted um, Denzel Washington to do something in the MCU. Mm. Even we, say he had some ideas for what he could be doing. Do we want him to be a villain? I don't want him to be a villain. I don't want him in there. <laughs> I love him, but I just don't see him. I just don't see it. Y'all. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, because you're like, we ain't going to be seeing him running nowhere. I mean, oh, no. Denzel getting up there. You're right. Yeah, if you look at Liam Neeson, he'd be doing like a, a, a speed jog rather than running. He'd just be moving his arms kind of hard so it looked like he ran up a street. He ain't going nowhere. Him and Tom Hanks do the same thing. Yeah. Um, so it's like, unless he's just playing like a head or like the voice of like some other watchers or something. It just, and can you imagine him being a, a watcher, like his voice, a watcher? I don't know. I don't know. Just leave, I leave could, I can see him. Maybe they can put him in Blade. I'm just trying to think of where the black folks would be. <laughs> I don't want him in Wakanda. <laughs> Why? Wow, he's going to end up being... Um, he's going to end up being... Uh, what's her name? A girl from um, WandaVision who's in the Marvels. Tiana Paris? Is yeah. that her name? Yeah, she gonna be. he's going to be like her granddaddy or something. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what? I just... 
what if he is like, what if he casting him in Blade? Like, what if he, you remember the white guy that was in Blade? What was his name? Stabler? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see him playing like maybe a character like that. A weapons guy. Would that mean he gonna die in the second movie? But he don't. He died in the, he died in the first. And then they brought him back in the third or the second. Mm-hmm. He found him. I don't know. Don't, I don't know. I know he won't go. He won't there no more by the third because that's how we got Jessica uh, Bill. But yeah, we won't talk about that travesty. So I'm gonna close out blurdy news with this little article just to get your opinion. We kind of talked about it a little bit. A little bit, okay. Yeah, a little bit. So our boy Yaya was being interviewed somewhere. He was, I think, he was speaking to Vulture, mm-hmm. and he said the following. Everything should be about getting to the truth, but sometimes you got to know which movie or genre you're in. Something like Aquaman, that's clown work. Aquaman is not the trial of the Chicago 7. You got to get over yourself. In order to survive and to do well, you have to play that game and then be crafty about when you want to surprise the audience, the director, or yourself with a little bit of wow. I didn't expect to see a Chekhovian thing or August Wilson and Aquaman, but I did. So he's, you know, but he's, I think he's trying to say that, you know, these are vastly different types of things. And I guess people shouldn't be acting like they're in these, I don't know, very like, what would we call them? Like, I don't know. What would you call these types of, these great movies, like these critically acclaimed things, if you're just doing a comic book film? Right. Um, These Oscar worthy Sundance Film Festival type of films. Like, I know um, what you're talking about. Um, I was wondering, because Yaya is a classically trained actor. I think he went to, like, um, hold on, let me look it up. Like, he's... I'm going to his... He went to a couple places, but he did go to David... Geffen School of Drama at Yale University. He went there. Um, that's where Winston was. I think that's where Angela Bassett went. Um, so oh, like he's that, an alpha. That school, like that ain't no, that ain't no, ain't no like. <coughs> that's a big thing. Um, he mm-hmm. went there. Um, Sterling K. Brown went to Yale. Um, who's the guy? The Eternal. What's his name? Um, the black. Oh, the black dude. Um. That is, uh, oh, they played Brian Tyree Henry. Yes. All right. So he went there too. So this ain't no like, he know what he talking about. I'm, I'm almost wondering if clown work is like, is clown work like maybe something they talk about in drama school where it's not really that deep. I get what he was trying to say, even though it kind of sounded a little shady. Um, mm-hmm. He's not going to have to dig as deep as Black Manta as he would if he was playing something like. Othello, mm-hmm. or playing something where, um, like he's right. What he did when he was in Watchmen, or what he did when he did Trial of Chicago Seven. Right. These are things that are requiring a bit more depth. And that's not to say that the character, well, DC characters don't have depth, but very surface, um, very surface. Yeah, but yeah, it's very, very much, so, especially for his character. Mm-hmm. He's not playing a main character. He's playing a villain, and more often than not, they don't dedicate the same type of time to flesh out a villain. We saw them basically skip over it for Thor, Love and Thunder when it came to Gore the God Butcher. He got his, this is the one moment and that was the end of his development as a character. 
So I, I I see what he's saying too. It's like, but a lot of people were mad, and then some. He went on Twitter and was a, he was like, "I'm tempted to clarify, but for but for that's no fun." I think I don't think he meant for that's no fun. Instead, here's a picture of myself on the way to work on trial of Chicago Seven. Spy anything? And then he said, "Aquaman in theaters, December 2023." Well, I mean, I get what he's. I, honestly, I get what he's saying. Like, um. Who, like, okay, so for example, right, in Hidden Figures with Taraji P. Henson, she shared one of the scenes from that movie where the dude was just like, why does it take you 45 minutes? You take a break during the middle of the day. Why does it take you 45 minutes or whatever? And she's basically like, she's talking about how they don't have a bathroom here. I have to walk across the campus, which is a mile and a half away. I have to do this. I have to do that. I don't have the money. Like, she's like, she's reaching down deep, right? Like, Whatever people can say whatever they want about that movie, but Taraji was really good in it, and I don't think they really be giving Taraji her um her flowers. She did her damn thing in that film, and um and she was basically talking about how heavy it was to film. I'm sure that when Yaya is going with with that scene, how I, I, it felt heavy when I was watching it, right? I'm sure mm-hmm. that Yaya is not his trailer, like trying to recoup from having a scene where he has to play, he's playing opposite of Jason Momoa as Black Manta. Like, I'm sure he's not trying to decompress his feelings um, mm-hmm. as Black Manta playing in Aquaman. Not sure if he's, you know, doing his own stunts and getting all buff and fight scenes and stuff like that. Okay, maybe mm-hmm. that part of it. But what he's trying to say is that he's not having to dig that deep. Mm-mm. As opposed to what and he he's had not, to do. he's and his, his opinion would probably be very different if his character as a villain was given the type of screen time and dedication like Heath Ledger's Joker did. Right, he gave that character a lot of time to develop how he became who he was, and you can see in the portrayal how deep and dark Heath Ledger had to get to really embody this character. They're not doing that with Black Manta. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like he couldn't even sleep for a while. Mm -hmm. He was was really struggling. So then you have Black Manta who they basically brushed over the surface with in Aquaman, made him come back for all of 10 to 15 minutes towards the end of the movie, and then that was it. In fact, he was more of a pseudo villain than the actual the main villain right. of the thing because the main villain wasn't him. It was somewhat it was kind of like how they tried to do in Wonder Woman. The main villain really wasn't uh Chitara. It was the guy mm-hmm. who was manipulating all the other stuff. And it was just like his opinion probably would have been very different had he been playing in a role where they actually did work to build him up and build up a story. But they didn't, so this is his this is opinion based off his experiences. And I think anyone who didn't go into a mad would understand what he meant by all of that. And I think, and, and you know, these days, and I haven't read the article completely, but even from the bits and pieces that you told me, I could easily tell what he was trying to say. And I think mm-hmm. that people be having these, these titles and headlines that are clickbaity to get people all upset mm-hmm. before they actually even read the article. And he shouldn't even have to go on Twitter to explain because I got it. Critical mm-hmm. thinking, you could get it. You know what, exactly what he means. He's not in here making himself cry on Aquaman. Like, right. <laughs> doing that is very surface. He doesn't have to dig that deep. I got him. And y'all, y'all didn't have to apologize. Mm-mm. Well, that's all I have for Blurdy News. So, let's go. To... Uh, <laughs>
I just want you to know. Y'all, I really wish you could have seen her face. It's just not giving what she thinks it's giving. I, it's not even giving what I thought it was going to give. It's just, I don't have a better sound of effect yet. So I just have to, you're going to have to get what I'm giving right now. So, <clears throat> yeah, but we had homework. Our homework was to watch episode five of The Punisher, which was called Gunner. Mm -hmm. Episode five of Titans, which was called Lazarus, mm -hmm. I believe. And then episode three of She-Hulk, which was called um, something versus the people versus Emil Blonsky. So where would you like to dapple in first? I think we talk about the episode you didn't like that much with Titans. And because I didn't finish Punisher, we're not going to talk about Punisher. But we'll talk about okay. episode five and six on the next show. And I will be prepared by then. Um, All right. So Lazarus. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and preface this with I really didn't I don't care enough about his big head ass to be sitting there watching a whole episode about him. I don't. And his ass who I'm talking about in case you need some help. I'm talking about Jason Todd. This whole episode was about Jason Todd. It threw us three months of, um, back to well before when he died to watch all of his struggles and oh Bruce Wayne is being a human and this random girl that he became friends with that no one cares about who cried a lot. Um, I didn't care about none of that. Literally the whole first half of the episode I could live without. I did not care about anything until it skipped up to the moment that Joker beat his ass outside and killed him. <laughs> That's all. I could have been fine with us jumping right there. But yeah, I we can get into that stuff that happened there. But what was your take on this episode? Like, um, where, how did you feel? I didn't hate. I didn't hate it. Um, I agree with almost everything that you said. The that his friend was pointless. I didn't understand why she was there. But to me, it wasn't a bad episode, and I got what they were trying to do or trying to say. It still didn't answer one of my questions. Um, but I'm starting to kind of I, I kind of see where they're trying to go with this character. Um, I will say this. First, let me just go back. Um, Batman was a damn fool to think that he could trust Scarecrow. A damn... Let's talk about it. A damn fool that he think that he could trust Scarecrow. And, and am I the only one that was a little thrown by the fact that Batman keeps mementos from his villains? Like he had a whole section just for Scarecrow. Yeah. And he kept a serum that the man made. Like, why would you keep that? Like, I, I get... You keep the mask. Don't keep something that could potentially be used against you or other people at some point in time. But he also Why do that? he also wasn't thinking that Jason Todd was going to turn on him either. Um, which is probably why he felt confident. And plus, all that he had, Dick Grayson, Dick Grayson didn't mess with none of that stuff. So it's just like I guess he thought it was like a false sense of security that the people that he was working with won't going to do nothing with. Him. In my mind, that's him being cocky. Because even if it won't them, if a villain somehow broke into your Batcave, they got all these other villain stuff right there. Like, sir, get your shit together. <laughs> then, but, that bothered me too, the day that he thought it was a good idea to talk to him. Now, granted, he did give some good information, but he's still a villain first. And then, mm -hmm. for Barbara Gordon, like, was it the last episode? Where she was like, no, 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 episode two, maybe one, one or two, where she was telling Dick that, you know, maybe you should go and talk to 
um, Scarecrow because he might be able to give you some insight. And he was like, absolutely the fuck not. And she was just like, well, mm-hmm. um, Bruce thought it was a good idea and he's on retainer with the police department. And I was just like, for somebody who seems to think that he'd be Batman be making some poor decisions, you sure did be going along with the Barbara Gordon with your one-legged ass. Mm-hmm. One-leg pig. Get on my nerves. Um, the views of Dove Cat do not reflect the views of this podcast. One, and you know what? Maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. Because I mean, that makes me sound ableist. And I'm going to tell you what. Her as a character, Barbara mm-hmm. Gordon is annoying as hell to me. She had her one moment where I can, I believed everything she was saying when she went off. Yes. And after that, it was just like, okay, so you you still here? Yeah. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> oh, I was like, wait, what is that? Y'all heard her just get up like, oh, that's that age catching up to all of us. Be quiet. I was trying to let the dog, <laughs> trying to let the dog out the bedroom because he looked like he kept looking back at me, but um. But yeah, so that's one thing. I was like, y'all stupid. Everybody is so damn stupid. Mm-hmm. That was one thing. Um, but once again, like I said, I understood what they were trying to do because it was just like we went from him being with the Titans um, and then being mad with the Titans and then now trying to kill him or did kill him. Like, I don't, it's weird. I don't know. I don't know. So the the only thing that they kind of did in this episode was one. Okay, so first I was stuck with these weird warnings that Donna was giving Jason. Like, what was that? That was all weird because I didn't get it either. Yeah, I didn't understand that. But then we kind of finally figure out why Jason Todd is doing what he's doing. And ultimately it's because he's not in control of himself at the moment. Everything he's doing that's going against the Titans is being done based off of a toxin that Crane gave him. So that's literally it. He's like Crane is just basically trying to destroy the Titans, create a certain level of fear into the in the whole city, and then they come through and swoop in and save the day, kind of thing, which makes them heroes or something. I mean, is he controlling him? It's, to me, to me, it seems like when we first opened up on the episode and he's talking to, um, like, what is the plan? We need a plan. Dick is going to be whatever. We need a plan. That seemed more like him to me. But hold on. Wait. No, uh, hold on. Say that again. In the very beginning of the episode where they're in the forest, where they got away from Dick Grayson, and he's basically just like, what, what is, um, like, what is going on? Like, what's the plan? Because we need a plan because Dick knows everything now. Like, that, to me, seemed like he knew what was going on. Like, he was aware of what was going on. Well, he could be aware, but can't probably can't, can't do anything that is opposite of what the original goal was. Mm. Like, his plan now is still, it, in my mind, I'm guessing they're, they're going at it from the angle that there's Dick is, I mean, Jason Todd is in there. But he has no way of not doing the bad things that he's doing. So he's just going along with everything because he can't not. Mm. I guess that's the only thing I can think of. But yeah. That and um I'm I mean, I'm not I I like the hood character. He seems a lot more confident. Um more like I don't know. I'm not. I'm not disliking him. I'm glad they're putting the Robin thing to rest because I think we're over it at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, 
if he survives season three, I guess we're definitely going to get him in the last season of Titans whenever they announce that. Um, but I don't know. Like I didn't, I didn't mind this episode because it explained some things. Um, his jealousy of Dick. Um, this one in acceptance from Bruce. I'm, I'm still, still kind of. So, so help me, help me there. The explanation for why he's jealous of Dick. Well, I mean, he said it when, um, in the episode where, or when they went to like the place where Bruce's parents were killed, mm-hmm. and he was basically just like, "You're not gonna put back on Robin." Like to me, it feels like I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure what the time frame is, but they have been telling him for a while that he needed to get rid of Rob. Like that, he doesn't need to bring a Robin back. Like he needs to just kind of let that kind of die down. Um, and it mm-hmm. seems like in this particular scene, he's kind of okay. People, people may be right about this and um, not having him come back because he doesn't feel like he's mentally up to it. Um, I think it's cool, but all Jason is seeming to think of it is that him taking it away from him and um, not doing, I guess, giving him all these chances or whatever that he would have given to Dick Grayson. To me, because he was like, you gave Dick everything. Why can't you do the same for me? Yeah, I, I think that the the biggest difference between he and Dick is that um, Jason, we're finding out, you know, after listening to your explanation in that episode, is that he really didn't have an identity outside of Robin. being Robin. Mm-mm. So when you're taking away Robin, you're taking away everything that he is. <laughs> and I I can see that being kind of tough for him, but. You know, Bobblehead is gonna make it another episode. So, um, but, but you know, he really does look like a Funko Pop. He does. That was hilarious. Um, I, I, but hold on, hold, guys. I'm sorry. Do, 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 do. She's performing mother duties right now. Cut that mess off. <laughs> that was the whole music. <laughs> Cut it off. And we're back. <laughs> now I can't even remember what I was about to say about Jason. Oh, um, I really want, I really want him to start taking responsibility for his actions. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so he wants to blame, and I don't know if that's just a character trait of the character of Jason Todd, but it's annoying me that he doesn't want to accept blame or about anything, and he blames it on everybody else. I mean, I think that that's, I think that's just kind of where he is right now. I think that it, because he does become more of a, he does get out of this, this mess. Mm -hmm. But right now, I think it's probably going to be hard for him to see that other people at fault when the leading thought for him is that you're taking something that means so much to me away from me. And he's probably looking at them like, you're supposed to be people that I care about and all this other stuff. And y'all trying to end me. But and that's the thing, too. That was just like, and I still don't understand why he mad at the Titans. I don't. I don't. Well, I think right now he's not. He's not mad at the Titans. Crane is just trying to destroy the Titans from the inside. Well, he de- they definitely did that with um, Hawkass. He was like, they always, mm-hmm. it's all a bunch of birds walking around. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that was funny. Um, but yeah. 
he um I don't know because he keeps dreaming about that. I'm just like I just want to hear him say some of this stuff is because of me, and I don't know if I'll get mm-hmm. that. But um, I think he was on the right path going to that psychologist and trying to um, work out his feelings. And also, he's going to talk about some my money, my session, answer the question. I was like, right, like, what do you, y'all don't get paid? Weirdo? I don't know. He's, he's a little shit right now. I'm not really feeling him. And I don't know what that looks like going forward into season four, if he makes it. I don't know what that looks like going into season four with Jason Ty. As the hood, is it the red hood or the hood? What's it called? Red hood. Red hood. I don't know what that means. Um, because everybody would be mad at him. Like, what could he do? I mean, but you know, we're talking about TV. All they needed to be like, oh, he was being controlled the whole time. Come in, bring it in, bring it in. Let's do a hug. Let's do a hug. Well, and then they're out. That, that's true. That could probably be why Dick was holding back. Um. And now that he knows, I don't know, he's going to start connecting the dots. And of course, he's going to try. I don't know if he'll bring them back into the Titans, but he's definitely going to understand why he kind of did some of the things that he did. Um, well, yeah, this episode was just okay for me. But the next episode, episode six, is going to be called Lady Vic. Lady Vic. And even though. We had homework to do five of um, the Punisher. We're not going to talk about it, but episode six, since we'll be talking about both of these next week, is called the Judas Goat. Hmm. <laughs> Somebody's going to betray. Man, mm. that's not her name. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, let's go ahead into episode three of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Can I be honest about She-Hulk so far? Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord have mercy. My mama is calling me. Hold on. Put the piano music back on. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Welcome back. My mama called. Let me put this on Do Not Disturb. Uh, she was asking me questions about a family trip. But either way, that's not important to what we're talking about now. If I'm being honest about She-Hulk, um, I felt like this episode was filler. It seemed pointless to me. Oh, yeah. To me, it was definitely filler, but I think that it was very strategically done as filler. Mm-hmm. Because it, it still gave us certain things that we, as viewers, have been wanting Ooh, to know. A little bit. Mm-hmm. And, but I think that it was literally being used as a way to catapult her into being the Jennifer Walters that actually is embracing the She-Hulk mm-hmm. side. Because by the time it was over, that's what I got. Yeah. It's like, okay, she's, she's settling in finally as She-Hulk. And now we're going to get some episodes probably where we see more of her as She-Hulk most times. Because we've been still seeing lots of Tati. Because um, that's what I'm going to call her. Tati. Because we're cool like that. Okay. Um, yeah. But we're going to see a, probably a lot more She-Hulk going forward. But how did you feel about the episode? Um, Like I said, I feel like it was a filler. I like the mm-hmm. parts with... um. 
with Blonsky. Mm-hmm. I did like those parts. Um, His seven soulmates. Now, every time he talk about them soulmates, it would really crack me up. And also, <laughs> can I just say that that black woman, <laughs> that black woman was everything to me because her reactions would have been my reactions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved her so much. She was hilarious. Um, but when he was talking about his um, seven soulmates, talking about they are um, an eighth of him. And <laughs> that took me out. I was like, this is hilarious. But I do um, find it interesting about how abomination can control his rage as well. Mm-hmm. And the way that his eyes, he was very much present. He's like, I just wanted to show you that I can, I'm, I got it under control. Mm-hmm. And Mm-hmm. That was, so I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. I like that part. The fact that Wong is kind of be popping in and out. I don't know why. I love that, but I do. I I love that he. No, he popped in. Basically said, "Yeah, I broke him out of here because I needed some training as the Sorcerer Supreme." And yeah, but then when they let him know that he basically broke a prisoner out and that he could go to jail. He jumped through that portal so fast. Like, all right, well, bye. (laughs) I thought that was dope as hell. I was like, Lord Wong, you bad as hell, yo. I I have to say that Megan Thee Stallion was such a joy for me. That moment when she was in the courtroom and she said, yeah, could they only be one Megan Thee Stallion? (laughs) Yes, I love that. I love Meg. I love it. With that fan. I love Meg. Period. She was, she was so, so funny. And then I thought it was interesting that, okay, can we talk about the dumbass somehow being swindled out of this money by somebody posing as Megan Thee Stallion? You know? I thought that was hilarious. But and when they said multi-Grammy award-winning Megan Thee Stallion, he said, yeah. And you thought she drove a Passat. <laughs> That thing was- and then when they were asking how much money he spent, and they got the two hundred thousand, he was like, "No, like, like that was disgusting." He was like, "Yeah, it was one seventy five. Sorry, that's still a lot." He is an asshole. And can I just say that when Jennifer got on the stand, she loved being able to drag oh, his yes. ass. Oh, she loved it. She was so smug with it. <laughs> he was like, mm-hmm. "Hmm." Well, I think it's going to be. In- I want to know how things are going to pick up with this because you know when. You know, when the judge, the judge did their ruling, you know, they kind of um, released Blonsky, mm-hmm. but also told him that he couldn't transform again. Mm-hmm. Which we know that's not going to happen, especially. We know that's not going to happen. So, like, are we expecting that all the people who are going to be a part of the Thunderbolts are going to be on the run? Yeah. Hmm. Should be interesting. Well, ah. I mean, honestly, I can really, I can really. Um, see Emil when they were talking about having that land and working the land with his seven soulmates, I could see him actually doing that. And I could see mm-hmm. them actually going down, hunting him down to make him join the Thunderbolts um, as a part of like maybe probation or something. I could see all that. Um, Zemo's already locked up. The only people, who else did you name? I know you said um, Hawkeye is Kate. Well, excuse me. Kate Bishop for Reebok is not on the run. Yelena's not on the run. Uh, but she's apparently supposed to be a part of them. So Captain Chin, it's, not on the run. So I don't know. I don't know. Like, what 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 is what is Yelena doing right now? Anyway, last time we saw her, she just left. She's probably grieving. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, what else? I mean, these episodes are so short. There, there isn't a ton happening. But apparently they introduced at the end of this the Wrecking Crew. Those guys that were meeting in the, uh, in the alley that were... Oh, that's actually like a group of supervillains from the comics. She said, did y'all rob an Asgardian carpenter? That was funny. And they said yes. They said yes. I'm like, oh! They said yes. Um, now, that's, this one but, episode, I feel like, kind of gave us a few things. One, I think we're going to get a reveal of who the actual villain is. Mm-hmm. Um, and also <laughs> what the thought process, because the dude was trying to get blood, and he and it couldn't, it couldn't penetrate the skin. Um, so I'm really interested in that to see where we go with that. Um, I sent you a picture of what the Wrecking Crew looks like in the comics. One one of their first appearances, but you can see that they're all holding weapons that are similar to the ones that we saw them holding. And they look stupid. And and they are, they're stupid in the comics too. They're like E-list villains. Oh my God. Well, but, but they did mention that their boss would not be too happy. Pretty happy. So I'm curious. Yeah. Who's that going to be? Yes. And like, when are we going to get Jen Walters in that purple and white suit? I'm trying to see sis. And I'm also trying to see Daredevil. When is he? Right. You're right. We haven't seen that. We saw it in the com. I mean, the trailer that she had it on, but we haven't seen it in the, um, in the show. Mm-mm. Um, well, I'm trying to think of what else. I know. I know. I sent you a text message about the end when they be doing the cartoons. The and, mm-hmm. and I'm just like they honestly. I promise you, whoever drew out make the style you made her look like Nicki Minaj, and I think that was on purpose. <laughs> because the person is definitely a barb. Because there's just no way you could look at that and tell me that she looked like Meg the Stallion and not Onika. Well, I'm guessing we're probably going to be seeing. Uh, Titania again, Jamila Jamil. Um, hopefully she's not on a rope. Um, but we'll probably be seeing her again because my guess is that she's probably working for the same person too. If she's not that person, but that's the thing. Like I'm, I'm interested in wondering. I don't think she's that person, but I think that probably the person who is the villain is probably someone we've seen already. Mm-hmm. We just didn't know that's who they were, right? And I'm, I wouldn't be shocked in my mind. I think I had already thrown out there that I thought that her boss was kind of like he was sketchy. Mm. What if he was trying to get the blood of her so that he can inject it in multiple people that worked at his law firm? Right. Since he sees her as a cash cow, basically. That's true. That seems like it would be a weird stretch, uh, but it should be interesting. But no clue what next week's episode is going to be yet. Um, but I'm very interested in knowing what's going to happen because, like you said, episode three was definitely more of a filler. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping episode four is when things are going to start to shift. And um, I would like to say that it was very apparent that the writers of this episode leaned into all the dude bros. Oh, they loved it, too. I loved it. Um that people were saying prior to the show, they really, really leaned into it, which I love um, because y'all are trash. I'm so sick of y'all. And this is a lot. This is the, they've been doing this much, so much that they had enough time to go in and build out scenes and skits and stuff just to play into something that they already knew was going to happen once this went out. Right. 
We love it. I, I love to see them angry. Me too. But yeah, so I guess that is it. Is it? We've done all of our homework. I don't know if there's anything else. Let me go through my text message. Just make sure. Ah. You know, we talk about stuff. And sometimes I tell myself, oh, we're going to talk about that on the episode. And I don't. I will go ahead and say, and I did. I have been watching The Lord of the Rings, The Ring of Power. Do you like it? Um, episode two. Really good episode. Um, really, really good episode. So I think I'm going. I'm. If I wasn't already hooked, episode two did that for me. I'm going to watch it because they're talking about. What's that guy's name? Um, the, the elf. What is his name? Which elf? There's a movie. lot of them. He was in that movie with um, Gina Garcia. I be singing nigga when I'm singing a song, Garcia. Um, is that her name? Is that the who? Gina Rodriguez is her name. She's trash. I don't like her. Um, I don't know what movie that is. I'm about to. Oh, Miss Bala. Okay, so clearly I clicked on the wrong person for Lord of the Rings. It's Ismael Ismael Cruz Cordova. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I I, I remember him now. <laughs> mm-hmm. He is Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. And fine. Um, yeah, a lot of people were mad because they were under the impression that there were no elves that were of color i don't understand y'all gotta help me yeah help me to understand how that you can believe in dragons you can believe in elves you can believe in mermaids but having any of those fictional characters be of color is outside the realm of possibility Mm -hmm. make it make sense but even they were talking about it's funny because even they were talking about um he was um that Tolkien wrote a book. He wrote a book and he basically talks about some of the elves that they had um mm-hmm. had darker skin with gray eyes and it was just like uh sis is mm-hmm. canon. So like <laughs> what we doing? Yeah. They just haven't they never saw them being portrayed in the movies because you would have thought that the elves were the purest of all white people if you looked at the original trilogy. Yeah. Um but yeah. Like I saw someone posting things where, like you said, there's like a book that kind of dives into these these I will call them species, and um, and giving descriptions of them. A lot of people are also trying to say that there was no such thing as a a black hobbit. People are crazy, and um, that was you know that's something that's been refuted as well based off of what was has been written. So. I think the, I think their Harfoots are basically hobbits. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. So it says the Harfoots were by far the most numerous group of hobbits. They were the smallest in stature, browner of skin and complexion, and the most typical race as described in the Hobbit. So not only are they telling us that Harfoots are a type of hobbit, they're also letting us know that Harfoots were. Basically black. And there were more of them than there were the other hobbits. (laughs) I don't, I just, I don't get it, y'all. Y'all gotta help me. And then there's like this thing on Twitter, like on TikTok, where they're just like, anything that the dude bros say is bad, I'm watching it. Mm -hmm. I'm watching it. 
So, this is probably an amazing show. That's why I was just like, I'm not... The dude bros are really part of the reason why I'm really kind of on this thing of just being like, I'm going to watch stuff for the sake of watching it. And if I like it, I like it. And if I don't, I don't. But if I'm saying I don't like it, it's because I've actually seen it and I've, made, I've formed an opinion about what I've seen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Going forward, that's what I'm doing. Because they, they like dictating that. Who was it like? Some girl was just like, I didn't watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier because the dude bro said it was bad. And she was like, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm no longer. I'm going to. Visually, it is a really good looking show. They made this world look beautiful. They made like, the way they did it. I mean, it looks really, really good. You can see, you know, the this movie. I mean, this TV show is actually the most expensive TV show ever. I mean, um, and you can see it. You can they use their money wisely. If well, hey there. if any if Amazon can make it happen, anybody can because they get all my money every mm-hmm. week. So of course my coins went to funding this project, and I'm okay with that. Uh, yes, yes. You know what else I'm okay with? What? It's Ishmael Cruz Cordova. <laughs> Is he? Have you seen him yet? Has he made an appearance yet? Yeah, I think so. I just didn't know that was his name. Oh. <laughs> um. Jesus. Yeah, because when he came up on the screen, I, I think I looked him up, but I didn't look him up by his name. I just went and found the cast and just clicked because I saw his eyes. But, um, yeah. Someone needs to flesh out his his bio. Mm. It's very, very small. Very, very small. Oh, he used to be on um, Sesame Street, and he was on an episode of The Mandalorian. I'm trying to think back to The Mandalorian. It was on Chapter 6, The Prisoner. That was in the first season. That episode actually won, uh, got an um, Emmy nomination. Mm. I I don't remember. Maybe I do. I don't I don't know. But Yeah, he, he was only in one episode. And his name in that episode was Quinn. Okay. Basically, the Mandalorian escapes, isolates, and defeats each crew, crew member, then captures Quinn. Who he delivers to Rand in exchange for money. So he was a oh, bounty. Yeah. Okay. I remember him. I remember they broke him out. He. They were the. Yes. The Mandalorian mm-hmm. was hired to break him out, and um, they end up betraying him because he betrayed that crew a little while ago, or or mm-hmm. previous years. So, and then they get him out and blow up the ship. Yeah. Yep, he was in that. He was also in a show called The Undoing, which I feel like I've heard of that. I think it was an HBO show. Mm-hmm. What was yeah. he in The Undoing? Uh, his name was Fernando um, Alves. Uh, it looks like he was in about four episodes. His Entertainment Weekly cover is amazing. Mm-hmm. I just need to learn more about this person i will say this though he looks older than 35 and he does i was gonna say that too <laughs> he definitely looks older than 35 but yes yes he is he was i think he was in like because there's only been two episodes of lord of the rings that have aired i think he was in the first one dang yeah i think he was like he's been in both episodes that have aired so far well please don't let him be the villain i just oh no it doesn't look like it right now um Right now, so far in the show, essentially, um, like the orcs and all of them, they've attacked a long time ago, and 
they kind of went into hiding. Mm-hmm. And um, the main character, her name is um, the blonde girl, Galadriel. Yeah, like Galadriel or something like that. She's who is it? Her brother or someone? I think it was a brother of her. Her, yeah, her brother. He died at the hands of the Dark Lord. And that's who she set out to try to find. So she's one of these people that's like, they didn't just disappear. They have to be somewhere and they're probably waiting for the time when they're going to come back. Mm-hmm. So she's the, she, she sounds like a crazy person that's always saying that. And everyone's like, well, nothing is happening. Why are you spending so much time obsessing over someone that isn't here? Right. And then in episode two, that's when some stuff hits the fan that lets you know that they're coming back. They're coming back. I am. Um, I'm gonna watch it. It's a lot. It's, they they made that show look good. It looks so so good. But you know, the first episode was good, but then it was like, but it was, it was, it didn't do a really good job of truly introducing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You're kind of thrown into a lot of what's happening with the elves, and then. By the end of the episode, they start fleshing out that story a little bit more. But episodes two, like the first half of it, is really let's build up these people. Let's bring in the Harfoots. Let's bring in the dwarves. Let's bring in all of these things now. And then shit hits the fan. And I was like, yes, bring me joy. I keep, I'm gonna, I keep saying I'm gonna watch. I want to watch it. I want to watch House of Dragon because I saw that blonde girl with that blood on her, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> Oh, child, that first episode had a moment in there where you saw it coming and it still messed you up watching it. It was it was it was so painful to watch. Let me say something. I have a bad um habit of trying to start these shows and something traumatic happens in the first episode. I don't ever go back. Um Oh, yeah, there's a moment. There's a moment and it's not like rape or anything. It's just one of those things which you know that during that time, that's the only way that they would have done that. Mm. So and it was it wasn't just what they did, it was the shrieks of that lady. And I, I know mean, what the you're noises talking about. she made. Ooh, it was just it literally had me sitting over here cringed up. And luckily it didn't last any more than like ten seconds. But however long it took was too long. <laughs> but episode two was good too. Even though there are already complaints because the black guy who's basically trying to sell off his daughter to the king or someone who would become king so that they can essentially be an heir to the throne. A this girl woman. is like, this girl is like 11. She's like, there are the black people. They all have like gray hair. Let me tell you something. She's like 11 and she just has like long gray hair. I've seen the, some of the pictures of the kids and y'all needed to spend a little bit more money on laying them lace fronts. Okay. The same <laughs> amount of care. That y'all spent on the black guy laying his down, which he probably has something to do with. Y'all need to do it to those babies, okay? Because it should not be a stereotype that mixed kids can't do their hair. Where is she? What was her name? But I'm going to watch it, though. I'm going to watch it. But yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that is it for this episode. Blurge Nurse and everyone else in between. We will talk to you guys next week. Okay, why'd you do that? Bye, guys!